Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We've got Andrew Dill coming up in about three, four minutes. WWL TV Channel 4 sports anchor who was up at the draft uh, watching Zion Williamson take questions from reporters. We'll get to Andrew in just a second. To the phone lines we go. Terry and Marrero told our producer, Logan, that I'm full of it, Terry. How am I full of it? Go ahead. All right, I want to talk to you. I see what you're saying, but let me ask you. Hey, let me ask you, Terry, you're hard to hear. You're on speaker by chance. Anyway, you can go off speaker so we can hear you. Yeah, let me take you all. All right, yeah, I just want to be able to – I want everybody to be able to hear you. It's Terry Marron. There you go, Terry. Oh, yeah, yeah, much better. Go ahead. All right. I just want to test your consistency, right? Okay, you're saying we should take DeAndre Hunter at four, right? Yeah, that's my guy. Okay, okay. All right, now, my question is this here. If the Pelicans didn't have the number one pick and they had the number, say, the number two pick, mm-hmm. who would you want us to draft? Uh, if the they didn't t- win the lottery and they had – Sure. You're saying if they was number two, oh, it would be Ja. It, well, it, see, this is okay, – okay, are you now, saying – well, I, we got to put it in context. you got to put it in context. Okay. I would not have traded for Lonzo Ball if I had the two pick, but I probably would have taken okay. Ja Morant, all right? But, see, this is my point. I think sometimes we just overthink it, right? We go to overthinking things when really and truly everything is right there for us to see. Sure. And I know most people will say the same old thing. If the Pelicans had not won the lottery, they would have took they would take John Moran. That would be nobody wouldn't even argue that point. Mm-hmm. My point is this here. My point is this: before John Moran was John Moran, Darius Garland before he tore his meniscus was the consensus. Our best guard in the league, but because nobody don't know about him, or he's driving, up, or he's coming up the draft boards right now, hi. But the truth of the matter is, he is everything John Morant is. Also, he's just not as. Yeah, he's not. He's, yeah, he's not quite as big. Uh, Terry, I think you bring up a good point here, and this is why I will say, and a lot of people agree with you, including some people I've talked to this week, and, and they say you just take Garland, even though you're kind of overloaded at that position. And I'll, and like I said when I was talking about Darius Garland, who is uh, projects to be the best scorer outside the top three in this draft, and projects to be you know a long term fit at point guard for any team. I'm not going to be mad if they draft Darius Garland. If you go best player player available here, and David Griffin and company thinks it's Garland. Look, I'm with you. I did take him. I just, it's close enough in my mind. And this is just my opinion here. It's close enough in my mind between DeAndre Hunter and Darius Garland where the need for an elite defensive three and a guy who can play the the two, three, four, and maybe even in the NBA, the small ball NBA, maybe the five, rarely, but maybe he could play the five, that's DeAndre Hunter. And I think he's going to be the best defender in this draft. He can shoot the three close to what Garland can shoot it at. Remember, he was at 44% this last year, and he's a little bit older, which means it's going to take less time for him to acclimate into the NBA. So DeAndre Hunter's my guy. But to your point, Terry, I'm not going to deny anything you said there. Yeah, Garland is fantastic, and that's why you have multiple teams – salivating it, trading up, and grabbing Darius Garland. It's a great call, Terry. Keep listening to us. we got our draft coverage coming tomorrow. Hold on if you're on the phone lines. We'll get to you in just a little bit. 
And we'll bring on in Andrew Doak, sports anchor for WWL-TV Channel 4. Uh, he was up um, with the Zion Williamson press conference today. He'll be at the draft tomorrow, and he is watching this Texas Tech-Florida State game and pins and needles. Tech let's take the 2-1 lead. Andrew, how's it going? Well, it's better now, but, uh, you know, I think previously, I think God's about to deny me at the pearly gates whenever I pass away one day because of all the words <laughs> I'm saying during this game. So it was – it's uh, it's stressful, but uh, we're getting ready for the, the ten o'clock show, and uh, and we're enjoying our time up in uh, Brooklyn, New York, regardless of uh, what happens, I, I guess. I, I'll tell you, Zion, and we knew this; we've heard him speak before, but he comes off as really impressive and humble, Andrew. Andrew. Man, he sure does. I, yeah, I mean, when after speaking with this guy for five minutes today, it's hard to believe um, not only what he's able to do at his size when it comes to you know, the basketball court, I mean, he's incredibly nimble and just watching him on TV. I think it, it was a different realization to be able to see him in person and be like, this guy is 18 and he's not even 19 years old till July 6th. And, and to be able to move the way he did when I watched him on television is, is unreal. But I, and, you know, when it comes to his personality, it took me no, no longer than five minutes to say to myself, this guy not only is going to have the chance to be the face of the franchise for the Pelicans. But I'm telling you, in, in like a year or two, the way that he carries himself, how articulate he is, and just how smart he comes off, this guy has the chance to be the face of the NBA. Not not just the Pelicans franchise, the face of the league. Yeah, and one thing that, that we embrace here in New Orleans and in Louisiana are people who you know don't have these oversized egos that come in here, embrace the city, and allow themselves to be embraced. And he seems like he seems like that guy, right? Kind of the almost the anti-LeBron from a personality perspective, where you know it's it's about the other people and what he can he can do for you know, teammates and franchises. Yeah, when when we first started our interview session with him during the media availability this morning, he was almost a little coy to like go ahead and just admit that he was going to be the number one pick. And and I don't feel like it was because he didn't want to like step on other teams or anything like that. He knows the Pelicans are taking him number one, but it was almost like he didn't want to take the spotlight away or be overly confident in front of his contemporaries. And so I, that's just was my take on it. And I, I, I honestly respected it. And then as the interview kind of went on, I remember I even posed a question to him about the Pelicans restructuring the front office. And, and then I followed up by saying, look, I mean, if you are in fact the number one pick and he kind of finally like laughed and he's like, no, it's okay. Like, I mean, I'm excited to get down there. And that, that's when he kind of went on the spiel where he was like, no, I'm actually really excited about new Orleans and, and being down there. And, um, you know, it sounds like from the conversations that he's had with David Griffin, he, he just wants to play basketball and wherever he's going to end up, he's going to make the best of it. And it, it genuinely sounded like from whatever David Griffin told him, um, not that he was opposed to it before, but it sounded like they had just had a great meeting and, and that David Griffin sold him on more than being just a basketball player, but being a great business opportunity for him. And that, that was one of the things that he shared with us from their private meeting, uh, going to Commander's Palace and getting to know, um, you know, each other and each other's families was that, you know, he really sold him on this vision of, of marketing him as a brand beyond basketball. And did not have a chicken tenders at Commander's Palace. We finally put those rumors to bed, right? <laughs> yeah, but he had fried shrimp and mashed potatoes. Like, is it that much better? Like, that's the that's the seafood <laughs> version of chicken tenders. Like, so, so I don't know. That that was my take on it. You go to Commander's Palace, man. Get the souffle. Like, get some oysters. You you gotta you gotta jazz it up some more. But he is eighteen, <laughs> so maybe 
maybe his palate isn't there all the way yet. I yeah, guess. or maybe he, he was just he worried about, you know, humble guy. Maybe he's worried, oh, man, I don't want to get, you know, the, the most expensive items on the, on the – maybe this is the test by David Griffin. How humble am I going to be? I don't know. I don't know how I'd handle that situation. True, true. It's a fair point. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have uh, – you're right, though. I wouldn't have the fried shrimp or the, the fried chicken, but that's just me. Well, <laughs> I would probably be that guy that orders the most expensive thing. Like, I want the, I want the ribeye. I'm going out tonight. <laughs> it's Andrew Doak, sports anchor for WWL-TV Channel 4. Now the questions. We know Zion's going one. We assume well, Jaw's going to go yeah. number two now that Memphis traded Conley. I guess we're assuming, unless sure. you know Jim Dolan goes full Jim Dolan up there, uh, it's going to trap RJ Barrett at three. That means the Pelicans are four, at pick four, and every moment that goes along here, it seems more likely that the Pelicans are going to keep the pick. Uh, if they do keep that pick, um, who are you leaning towards that you'd like to see them draft, Andrew? Yeah, well, uh, catching the end of your conversation with the last caller, I didn't get to hear all of it, but. Um, I would say if they were what we take with Gary if keeping really Andre Hunter he's one of the teams uh he's kind of more of a three D guy. Oh, go, we're going to go ahead and put Andrew uh, uh, Logan. Go ahead and pick up Andrew. We lost him there. I couldn't. I want to make sure I get his entire answer uh, on this one. But we're hanging out with Andrew Doak of WWL TV Channel Four. I really want to know uh, what he thinks about this. So I want to go back and revisit that so we can see the entire answer. Quick text here while we're checking on Andrew Seth. If they move back to Atlanta with picks, would you like Reddish at eight in the Texas Center or Ford from France at ten? Maybe I'm not high on Cam Reddish. I think he's too boomer bust for me. He is, and I'd I'd rather have, well, you know, a guy like Jarrett Culver, or if somehow uh, DeAndre Hunter falls there. But you know, Reddish is going to go in the top ten somewhere. You would think. All right, uh, Andrew. Uh, sorry, you're breaking up there. I want to get your entire answer again. Uh, who are you drafting with four if the Pelicans are there? Can you still hear me? Okay. Yes. Yep. Got you now. Perfect. Okay. I would take if if they're going to keep the pick, I'm with you. I would take DeAndre Hunter. I, I think he's a guy who right now is kind of more of a three and D guy, but he's an elite defender. Um, and I think his offensive game just like screams potential that it can just go up from here. He's someone who almost I would compare to someone like Kawhi Leonard. I mean, he was a really raw talent whenever he came into the league, but his length and and just how rangy he is, um, he can lock down the best the best out there. And, and to be honest with you, I'll, I'll tell you this: the one, the, maybe the most impressive performance I saw, and, and this is coming from a Texas Tech fan, was he locked up Jared Culver whenever they were playing in the national championship game. And immediately when I was watching those two guys on the floor, and as much as I loved Jared Culver, uh, who would also be a, an unbelievable swing man, I sat there and I said, how are you not going to take DeAndre Hunter, you know, really, really higher than Jared Culver whenever I watched those two. But, you know, we'll see how it shakes out and who falls where. But if, if they were to keep the pick, I would take DeAndre Hunter. I really would. Yeah, and some people are saying, well, he's 22. That's a knock against him. I almost think with what David Griffin said, Andrew, that he doesn't want a bunch of teenagers on this roster, that it might be a net positive, at least here with the Pelicans and Griffin. No, I, I would agree. I, look, I, you still got plenty of years with this guy. 20, 20, what, 22 is too old? What, right. Because you're not 18 years old? I, I don't buy into that, now. Uh, outside of that, um, uh, the Pelicans may move back with a team like Boston, pick 14, Atlanta, uh, picks 8 and 10. Do you have anybody that you got your eye on a little later in the draft that maybe you'd like to see in a Pelicans uniform, Andrew? Well, I would say maybe if, I think people keep forgetting, too, that you know you got some second-round picks that you're able to work with. Um, look, I think you, you got to replenish some of what you lost in the front court. 
Um, and so, look, if I think it's uh, pick 39, I believe, is one of the mm-hmm. second-round picks that yeah. the Pelicans have. I think Nas Reed, someone who, you know, obviously LSU fans know, I think he could fall somewhere like there. Um, and I, I think he's a guy who has upside, but, you know, not someone who has enough upside to take him in the first round, obviously, um, at least in my opinion. But he, he could be someone who, you know, with that second-round pick, you know, want to take a flyer to see how he can – how we can uh, pan out? That would be somebody that I would be interested in. But um, uh, did you see? By the way, you did know, you see the, the storylines about Nas Reed's bench press? And I'm going. Did, did you learn nothing from Kevin Durant's workout? I think Kevin Durant was it ten years ago. It was zero really? bench presses, and you know people are freaking out about three bench presses from Nas Reed. I'm like, what are you? What, what are you doing, people? Yeah, Kevin Durant was had was a binge. I don't even know if he could binge 185 pounds. I think he got zero. Yeah, I think he went. <laughs> he did a grand total of zero of those. Uh, I don't think yeah. that's mattered, right? <laughs> With KD. No, I don't think so either. Um, yeah. So what, what do you what are you guys covering up there? The next uh, other than the actual draft stuff, but I would imagine you're going to have all the sound and and stuff on your program tonight and tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, we were covering basically we lead into the draft tomorrow. I mean, kind of the interesting aspect is that, and not to take a I don't know if you necessarily want to say that it's kind of taking some shine off the number one pick, but we already know who it's going to be, right? So, yeah, I'm really, really interested to see um, who they're going to take it at number four or what they decide to do with that pick. And so that'll be really what we surround the majority of our coverage with um, on draft night because that's that's like the most intriguing thing to me um, outside of being able to talk to Zion today. And um, I, I think it's going to be mesmerizing to watch even – if the Pelicans don't dish the trade or move up or back before um, draft night tomorrow, I think that even if they make a selection, depending on who it is at number four overall, it's still going to be ongoing what they decide to do with it after. Um, I think it could certainly extend and play out over the next few weeks. I'm a little bit of an anarchist, Andrew, so I just want uh, New York not to take R.J. Barrett so I can see the Barclays Center just melt down uh, while you're up there. That's that's, that's what I want want to see. How fun yeah, was that? Well, I talked to some I talked to some Knicks fans this week, and I think they were trying to talk themselves into well, RJ Barrett was the number one you know overall player coming out of high school, so maybe he's better than Zion. Like trying to try to talk their way into it. So, <laughs> All right, they're, they're just looking for some sunshine here. Yeah, they really are. Andrew Doak, uh, sports anchor for WWL TV Channel Four. You can hear him in and see him in tonight's uh, sportscast. Everything from up there in New York. And Andrew, uh, good luck to your Red Raiders, who have a two-one lead right now at the College World Series, bud. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. All right. There he goes. On Twitter, at Andrew Doak underscore WWL. We'll take a break. Back with your phone calls. Lines are open for you. Phone number 504-260-1870. That's 504-260-1870. Our text line's 870-870. What do you want to see the Pelicans do to tomorrow's draft? Who do you want to see the Pelicans take at pick four if they keep it? Or maybe they move back a couple of spots. Who are your guys? Give me a call. Shoot me a text. We're back after this on the last lap. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.